Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. And let's dig in. One of the top, the more interesting commercials on the Super Bowl uh, was this one. There was just a QR code in it, and that's all there was. And uh, everybody pulled out their phones and crashed the app. They couldn't download the app. And uh, lots of comments on Twitter. Cost them $7 million. Tomorrow we're going to talk about whether any of these ads worked. Coinbase played seven, paid $7 million just to show a rotating QR code during the commercial break of the Super Bowl. Uh, the QR code was prompt, a prompt allowing people to get $15 in Bitcoin exchange for setting up a Coinbase before fe- February 14th. That is a repeating offer. Almost immediately, the ad draw drew mixed reactions. Don't lie, you scanned that QR code, somebody posted. Coinbase coming in hot with that QR code, but did that make it more accessible? Took forever to get out my phone because of snacks. <laughs> Somebody wrote. Uh, a moving QR code is way more annoying to use. QR code with no ad. Br- the copy was brilliant. <laughs> no copy was brilliant. <laughs> that's from Mark Cuban. I don't know. It's hard to say, right? And that's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow is how hard is it to tell whether you're whether you're your uh whether your whether your ad did any good and that is a good question so let's get over to let's get over to tom fishburn here he is and uh let me see what's going on here no it's this one that's the one okay something was goofing up and don't forget tuesday 2 22 at 2 the virtual WDMA meetup for February. Get over to WDMA.org and register. You can also go on uh, you can also go on YouTube and subscribe to the channel so that you're sure to get an an alert. Uh, LinkedIn has been a little bit slow about getting it done. And uh, it seems like my re my restream is not picking up. If you're over on if you're over on YouTube, please put in a comment uh, or or net or uh, LinkedIn. I was getting LinkedIn calling it Netflix. Anyway, let's read the Tom Fishburn uh, story. Let's see if I can find it here. It's here somewhere. There it is. Man, I've got too many windows open, and I cannot literally find. There I hear somebody doing something. There it is. Okay. The Metaverse Hype Cycle, okay, this is from yesterday, this could be cool, I don't understand any of it, but it will change the world and also make us rich, why isn't anyone buying our NFTs, and so Tom in the article is going to explain that there's early adopters, then there's a, there's a quick hype, this is the hype cycle, this is not the adoption cycle, okay, it's really important to note that. Um, why isn't anyone buying our NFTs? And then there's a discouragement cycle. And then I've invested so much already, we might as well keep going. That is the fallacy of the sunk cost. Do we have to have this meeting in the metaverse? Yes. Okay. So anyway, Tom says, the hype cycle methodology was was begun uh, at Gartner um, to explain cycles of technology. It's been Jackie... Jackie Fenn, for 30 years, 
has been or has originated this cycle hype cycle and she described the hype cycle this way it was really an observation we are seeing with technology we'd seen a lot of enthusiasm over expectation then a trough of disillusionment when people realize things are harder than they thought it would be there's a backlash until somebody gets it right off an apple i like that and then mass adoption the hype cycle is more subjective than scientific it's been criticized for implying over hyped technologies eventually yeah so that's one of the problems is people that not everything that appears on the hype cycle ends up working at all so let's talk about that a little bit i remember i was when i was thinking about this i was thinking about being the guy the only guy at the consulting firm and we had you know we soon had about 100 employees i was the only one with a computer on their on their desk okay i remember being that guy I remember being the guy who was asked to go buy a, an operations computer, and I said, well, only two trouble, two problems with that. One, I'd never bought one before, and two, I'd never seen one. <laughs> and then I learned BASIC, and we learned to program it and all that, and that was in the late 70s. And uh, then I got to a, the consulting firm, direct marketing consulting firm, and literally was the only one who had a computer. and um, but here's what this hype cycle looked like in in 1995, which is then 15 years later, really. I started in 1981. So uh, here's things like the information superhighway, already disillusionment, okay? Wireless communication is going up on the hype cycle. Video conferencing, way down in the trough of disillusionment, right? Handwriting recognition, which we do have to some extent you have to be a little bit clear about it here's one i thought was interesting speech recognition i met a guy once uh who had worked at ibm for 17 years he was a speaker at a commencement and they and they put that in as part of his bio so i i i went talked to him later and i said did it frustrate you the, the the lack of progress until until google came along and he said no we just didn't have the data that Google had. I remember Dragon naturally speaking. My brother-in-law, who was an attorney at the time, a uh, corporate attorney, used it to prepare legal briefs and stuff. And he said it, he could do it way faster than he could type. Well, he had spent endless hours training it. And so he was showing me his that was already trained with his voice. And everything he said, it came up with silly stuff. And finally, he said, what is wrong with this computer? And the on the screen it typed, you are wrong with this computer or something like that. We just died laughing. But anyway, what Google did was instead of trying to look at the words and get them right, they looked at the corrections across, you know, when they got their smartphone thing working. They started looking at the corrections people were making. Uh, somebody's calling me. I never can find who it is. Probably probably a junk call anyway um so some of these things do take off uh, object-oriented programming mm, somewhat you know it was it was it's hard to say you know I'll, i'm still a fan of linear um write it right the first time anyway they pegged nfts right at the peak of inflated inspections at, in august of 2021 uh, Elon Musk already panned the metaverse in an interview as more marketing than reality. Okay, so um, 
Am I one of those people who dismissed the internet in 95 as some fad or something that's never going to amount to anything? Sure, you can put a TV on your nose. That's, uh, uh, you know, the VR glasses, I guess. Um, I'm not sure that makes you in the metaverse. I don't see someone strapping a freaking screen to their face all day and not wanting to ever leave. That seems no way. Uh, I'm currently unable to see a compelling metaverse situation. Uh, this is a... This is an uh, an interview with Bill Gates on Letterman, and Letterman says, you know, well, what can you do with this information superhighway? And he says, well, you could listen to a baseball game, and anytime you want. Well, I want to do it live, and what about radio? What's wrong with radio? And Bill Gates laughed, and he said, well, you know, you can listen to it later. He said, anybody heard of a tape recorder? Uh, and and so, you know, there's two sides, two voices in all of this conversation. One voice is the skeptic who doesn't see the value. And then there's the evangelist who struggles to explain uh, what the big deal is. Just because a technology is overhyped doesn't mean some version of it won't happen. <laughs> yes, that's true. And it doesn't mean that it will. <laughs> and that's a good point, you know. Uh, I mean, we've got big data. The only thing is we haven't got much of the promised benefits of big data. And so here's the new product adoption cycle from Fishburne in 2007. Uh, oof, I'm pathetic, but you know, it, early innovators think it's great. Just working out the kinks, early adopters think it's brilliant. There's this chasm as it's trying to get it working. And then I think I can, I think I can. I heard... Ashton Cooper has one. Here's the early majority. I'm king of the world. Late majority. Smooth sailing. And the laggards. What new product? Sigh. You know, but there's a lot of things that we take for granted today that we, you know, just think about the first time you used a GPS to get somewhere. I mean, it didn't work. <laughs> I remember trying to use OnStar to find a pizza place or a Chinese place. I said, finally, I said, let's just drive around. Because whenever they could look it up on their screen and tell us where to turn next, we were already past the highway, you know, then we got GPSs and that happened to me almost all the time. There was such a lag that I would repeatedly miss my turn. It wasn't until I got Waze and I remember driving from, from uh, Newark airport up to Connecticut and going straight through Manhattan, lickety split. And, and I just couldn't believe it. And, uh, but you know, we used to have GPS, you know, units that we had to use now it's all on their smartphone i remember the first time i tried to use a smartphone we were we were calling on yahoo i think it was or apple uh out in san jose and uh we kept going past and missing the turns and stuff and i said you know usually i print out the directions i told the guy who had it you know he couldn't get good cell coverage and so you know which is another thing remember that i remember the first call i got in the everglades and i thought wow this is just amazing so anyway, um, here's another article by Gartner Group. By 2026, 25% of people will spend at least one hour per day in the metaverse. And, you know, if that's an average, that means some of them are spending eight hours. Um, vendors, who, vendors are already stepping up and planning the mechanisms that they will use. There's an article over here about McDonald's and Panera. McDonald's is trademarking uh, Mick Cafe in the metaverse and for nfts so that people will be able they'll be able to operate virtual restaurants where food and beverage orders will be placed in the metaverse 
and fulfilled in the real world. And that's, you know, not such a stretch, of course. It's just a, a different interface to their already existing drive-through where you order on their app and go through the and go through the drive-through to get it. Um, I've used it on a few on a few fast food chains. I don't remember if I've used it on McDonald's or not. I think I used it on Burger King because I knew that there was only the drive-through, and maybe they had an incentive for me to try it. I haven't been a big user. I I I tried Domino's just the other day and it worked really well. I mean, they showed you when the pizza went in the oven and all this sort of thing. I remember the first time I ordered from Amazon, that was what impressed me. And so, anyway, they're already trademarking things for the metaverse. One of the things that I did like about this article, it said that no one company will control the metaverse. I think my biggest concern is that Facebook, who spent something like $4 billion just lately, uh, is going to be the, the, uh, <laughs> the only controller of the of the metaverse but i don't think that's true i wanted to get over to i don't know if this will i don't know if you'll be able to see this or not but here's here's that article by gartner let me see if i can get it to pop here odp pdf nope there it is yeah i thought that was funny it's so real anyway and I'll also post just for fun this cycle, and you can trace you can trace your favorite technology and and its promise through literally 25 years. You can see they get a lot more. There's more hype as we go, more and more and more dots on the line, more and more hype. And uh, here's 14 more. It's hard to see. These aren't really greatly. They're they're not labeled tremendously well to tell you what year. This is 2009. Look at all the dots here. We got 2012. Look at all the dots. But anyway, you can you can't read it on here, and uh, nothing much is making it in 2018. <laughs> nothing much is working. I guess the focus changed from the adoption phase over to the hype phase and what's getting hyped in a particular year here there's only a couple of things that actually emerged anyway so uh have a great day tomorrow we got some good direct mail articles and perhaps we'll talk about direct marketing in the metaverse right wouldn't that be something will you be able to do direct mail in the metaverse <laughs> or how will you measure have a great day like and share your friends on the